Pegasus Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Martin Garcia and Darian Clark. All right, it's another edition, and we are blessed to be um, welcomed by a guest by the name of Jason Schuhard. He is the Senior Director of Marketing and Partnerships, and um, let's go ahead and get an interview. We want to get to know him. We want to get to know uh, what he does at Run Dallas and how they impact the greater community in Dallas and abroad. So Jason, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, uh, I'm born in the Dallas area, specifically from Plano, and um, went to school at Texas Tech where I studied sports marketing. And ever since, I've been in the market for about 20 plus years, uh, working a variety of roles within the sports industry, uh, different agencies, uh, teams, whatnot, and now find myself working for Dallas White Rock Marathon, a nonprofit here in Dallas. Nice. Were you, um, did this like going into sports, was that something that you knew that you always wanted to do? Yeah, it, it, working in sports to me was always the next best thing. I really wanted to play professionally. Uh, growing up, uh, I was a runner. I also played baseball and really wished I would have stuck with those a little bit <laughs> yeah. longer. But life happens and, um, you know, you get to college and you, uh, you know, change Reality your path a little sets bit. Reality in a yeah, little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you change your path a little bit. And I always just felt like sports was like the next best thing for me, uh, working in an industry that I always have enjoyed and spend so much of my free time, you know, watching and, and cheering on my favorite team. So this was just a, a way that I felt like I could uh, work in an area that I, that I would enjoy. Very cool. Yeah, I kind of have the same, same little vibe here. I, was, I played a lot of youth sports growing up. I wanted to pursue it, but then when I realized it's kind of difficult to pursue it professionally, there's only like a certain little percentage that actually goes to the next step. So I kind of, I'm with you like, you know, just, I want to be involved in sports some way if I can't play. So yep. yeah, I did some journalism and did some uh, writing, um, for a local paper for Dallas for a while. And, and yeah, love that stuff. But anyway, uh, love that you're homegrown. Not often that anymore, you know, that you meet people that are from the Dallas area and are still in the Dallas area. Um, so tell us a little bit why you love to come back to Dallas. Why did Dallas, you, you even after Lub your time in Lubbock, like why, what drew you back to the area? I mean, Dallas is a great place. It's got a lot to offer. Um, the, I mean, I know people will say, you know, it gets very hot in the summer and we have had some, had some crazy winters, <laughs> yeah, sure. but for the most part, the weather's pretty nice. Um, my parents live here, obviously got a lot of friends here. So there was a lot of, a lot of things drawing me back to the area, but, um, you know, it's just hard to beat centrally located, mm -hmm. um, you know, easy to get one way or the other. Um, you know, funny enough, my brother decided to, to park it in Connecticut and, uh, <laughs> he's just kind of way out off on his own and hardly see him. But, you know, I just think being here, it's just easier, um, uh, you know, just to, to, to travel. And, and also I just, this place has grown so much over the years and, mm. um, it's pretty much, in my opinion, got everything that you could possibly want. Uh, obviously, it's it's continuing to grow. There's, what, over 8, 9 million people here now, and yeah. we're like the third largest metro. So right. uh, I think a lot of people agree with me, but uh, I just think overall it's a great place. And, um, you know, certainly in, in my scenario, being in the sports industry, it's a, it's a great sports town. So there's just a lot of draws here. Yeah, you've got a lot of organizations that you can work with in the DFW area. Um, 
what are your what are your go-to teams are you all dallas-based teams for the most part yeah um you know i, I worked for the mavericks for we considered them seasons so about 11 seasons mm -hmm. Very cool. so obviously have a pretty big draw towards the the mavericks uh big baseball fan uh so obviously have my you know have a close eye on the rangers currently but yeah uh, also follow college baseball a lot so uh when i get a chance you know still still watching texas tech and and their run but um <laughs> yeah i would say for the most part i'm a i'm an avid dallas sports fan and uh certainly have a couple other teams and or individuals around the country that i follow whether it be pga or whatever but for the most part it's dallas nice. yeah love to hear that so diving more into marketing what drew you to that specifically? Talk about your journey through marketing, like where you've been, your pit stops. So I like to say that my journey is really more of a well-rounded um, journey. Uh, I've really dabbled in just about everything, operations, sales, promotions, marketing, et cetera. And I've always just sort of been drawn to marketing. And really within marketing, it's really more experiential and activations from a partnership standpoint. And really just love the creative side and being able to work with various clients and trying to figure out a way for their brand to engage with a particular audience hmm. and how to best showcase that and um you know really discovered that during my time with the mavericks but uh you just you have a lot of fun and, and you can be create you can be creative um you know where i'm at currently you know we're a very small organization so we really wear a lot of hats even though you know, my, my job title is technically marketing and partnerships. Uh, you know, we end up, you know, across the board working in, in a number of different areas, but I don't know, it just, I've always kind of gone back to marketing. It just seems like something that I gravitate to and, and feel like I put out my best work. Yeah. Love it. Nice. Um, so you mentioned some time with, uh, Mavericks. Um, did you do like, can you take us from the beginning of when you got into marketing and the sales and kind of like how all of that was and how it was working with these organizations and then like getting to where you are now? So it all started for me pretty much in 2004. Uh, a mentor of mine, Jim Tolbert, introduced me to the Mavericks organization uh, while we were also working out at Lone Star Park for the Breeders' Cup uh, that takes place every November. They had an opportunity to host and uh, he's really been instrumental in, in getting me hooked into the right organizations and meet the right people. Um, so I started out in a part-time role, uh, like you do in most roles. You got to kind of <laughs> get your feet wet a little bit oh, and yeah. um, roll the sleeves up. And uh, I was around some really good people early on. And uh, that was in a part-time role with the Mavericks. And then that went into working for the Dallas Cowboys. And back when they had their arena football team, the Desperados. Mm and got a few other agency opportunities with a couple of national level groups working for big brands like BMW and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, I just worked really hard and, and tried to meet the right kind of people. And um, you know, there, there's just so many people along my journey that have taught me the right way to do it. And really just doesn't matter what your title is. You're just going to go in there and work hard and when it's game time or game day, as, as we used to call it, you, you, you just get it done no matter what that means. And so I've just, I feel like I've been very fortunate to learn from the right people and um, just, I've had some great experiences over the year and it's just kind of cultivated into where I'm at now. And uh, I've currently been here for eight years and, and enjoying every minute of it. Very nice. Awesome. You have a cool story from when your time with the Mavs, perhaps like a 
conversation with Dirk or, you know, a, a run-in with Mark Cuban or anything like that? Yeah, it's funny. No, no run-ins. Um, okay. Back when I was there, we were officing at a, a deep Ellum. Mark oh, yeah. rarely came in the office. I uh, kind of kept all that separate. It was also the time he was getting into Shark Tank and some other oh, yeah. um, other things. But um, Mark was always, you know, really nice. You'd see him at the arena. He'd be on the elliptical pregame or out <laughs> shooting hoops or something. Um, you know, I don't really have any funny stories. I mean, obviously, I, I do consider the time I was with the Mavericks kind of the, the Dirk era and got to yeah. know him a little bit. Uh, nice. Super nice guy. Nice. I mean, Dallas is so lucky to have an individual like him and mm -hmm. continue to have someone represent their team in such a positive way. But yeah. um, I think the only story I, I, I could think of right now on the spot is, you know, in 2011, <clears throat> when the Mavericks Oof. won the championship. Yes, sir. Um, I was also training for an Ironman and it was up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And um, if you've ever dabbled in triathlon, it's oh, yeah. it's it's a lot of time commitment. And at that time, pretty much from say roughly 2006 to 2011, I was either working or working out, and that was it. I had really no other social life, uh, and was pretty much working out six days a week trying to get ready for these things. And they take a long time to to get ready, and so. You know, the Mavs obviously had a shot at it in 06, uh, which I was here for. And then in 2011, there was an opportunity. Mark took the entire organization down to Miami to Whoa. see a potentially <laughs> uh, series-clinching win. And unfortunately, mm. it was also the same weekend as my Ironman up in Idaho, uh, oh, which, no. you know, at that point, I'd already been training for a year. I mean, yeah. I was ready. And um, there was just no way that I was going to be able to make both work. So... Um, the organization went. Um, I went on to Idaho. The Mavs, of course, won, clinched in Miami. Man. And, you know, then from then on, I just had to hear about all the fun, wild stories and pictures and just just the, all the moments that everybody got to share together after, you know, waiting for Dallas's first or the Mavericks' first championship. And so, I don't know. I, I don't ever look back and regret, but... Right. Uh, of all the seasons that I worked with the Mavericks, I you know, really wish things would have worked out a little bit differently so I could have experienced that because anybody that works in sports knows that championships are hard to come by. It oh, doesn't yeah. matter uh, how good your team is one year. I mean, it can completely change, and um, it, it just it's so hard to win a championship. And so when you're there, you just want to experience it all. And yeah. so missed out a little bit, but, you know, <laughs> hey, the in important thing is the Mavs won. So. Yeah, yeah. But in retrospect, the, the Ironman, you know, is also something like – so talk about a fork in the road. How did it go with Ironman? Well, I mean, it was good. Uh, yeah. I've done two of them. That was my second. Okay. Um, Idaho's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it for someone living in, and training in Texas. Sure. Uh, it's the coldest water I've ever swam in. Uh, I think it was like <laughs> 50 degrees. It was oh, insanely grief. cold. Uh, it's very uh, mountainous, um, very yeah. tough terrain. So beautiful going up there and spending some time up there. And I definitely would travel there again but uh from a racing perspective it was very difficult I uh, imagine. very very different than my first one in arizona so yeah just quick story i worked the um iron man two years in a row in kona hawaii and talk about terrain there like that one is just treacherous yes and yeah. um one of the years that i worked there that i worked at heinz ward did it and wow just like you know he's a <laughs> premier athlete you know right. for years and the guy finishes it completely sprinting to the end i'm just like everyone else is like you know barely crawling to the end i'm like 
Everyone's just cheering them on at the finish line. It's, it's just such a such a sight. But man, it was just so cool. Anyways, no, going off a little tangent. You probably had that, that mentality of like, yo, I can't let these people down. Like they know who I am. I gotta, <laughs> yeah. I gotta push it all the way yeah. through. Different level with him. But yeah, yeah. oh, that's great. Very cool. Um, can you give us kind of a brief? So now let's transition to Run Dallas. Can you give us a, a brief overview of Run Dallas and, and like its vision and its purpose and and what it tries to do for the Dallas community? Yeah. So. Run Dallas is really kind of a DBA name. We're really Dallas White Rock Marathon. That's what okay. most people remember us by, but that's also our nonprofit name. Uh, okay. Run, Run Dallas was developed a few years ago as kind of an overarching brand for some of the new events that we were adding to the calendar. Um, you know, we're a nonprofit organization. We're made up of 15 volunteer board members and a full-time staff of two. So a pretty small, small group. Uh, but really, um, we are just trying to promote you know, uh, health and fitness through running related activities and trying to impact individuals, families, kids, etc. Um, we are Texas's longest running marathon. Uh, we are the official marathon of the city of Dallas. We've been around since 1971, so we've got a lot of history. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've grown quite a bit over the years. Uh, you know, running has, it's fluctuated over the years from a popularity standpoint. Uh, obviously got really popular in the 80s and 90s and um, I mean people are still uh, running for exercise um, but you know folks that actually come out and compete in events uh, has gone down a little bit but um, you know our goal is to um, provide a, a, a safe and fun atmosphere and something for these folks to challenge themselves towards and, and train and and get that feeling of accomplishment. And, um, you know, we uh, offer a variety of distances and really want to make sure that uh, our events are marketed to both seasoned runners and first timers. And so we're trying to continuing to be more and more inclusive uh, and, and really uh, now at this stage is really trying to uh, backfill an audience that made the sport popular at one point and try to uh, introduce um, our sport to a younger audience. Nice. Very cool. So 52nd year. Is that right? Yes. Where, uh, where does the actual marathon happen? Cause I know it used to happen in fair park, right? Yeah. So it's changed locations over the years. Okay. Um, right now, currently we're at Dallas city hall plaza. Okay. Uh, we've been at the American airlines center. Uh, we've been at fair park. Uh, it's changed a little bit over the years, uh, due to a number of factors, but, uh, all of our events start and finish Dallas City Hall Plaza. Okay. Uh, we're always the second weekend of December. And uh, this year we'll have 12 running and walking events across three days. Nice. So a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, distance for every member of the family. Yeah, that's awesome. You say marathon, in it, but you got a versatile option of, of events and things to do. So yeah. Well, good. it's funny you say that. So, you know, we've been either the Dallas White Rock Marathon or the BMW Dallas Marathon for a number of years. And I think to some that aren't real close to it are a little confused. And so we've really tried and are still trying to explain to folks that we are much more than a marathon. I mean, the marathon event is at our roots, but what, what we're really trying to do is, you know, really change our programming and make more events available for more people. I mean, there's only so many folks that are going to be interested in a marathon. And while I love the marathon and, you know, I've done many of them, and, and, and uh, you know, they, I consider them some of my greatest life accomplishments. Yeah. Other folks aren't interested in training for six to eight months. And 
Um, what we're trying to do is offer a variety of options. And so in that, we've tried to market this event as either a weekend of events or as we are doing this year as a festival so that it's a little bit more encompassing of what all we're, we're doing. Love that. I mean, really, the half marathon is our biggest event, I mean, by far. Yeah. Uh, that's really one of the more popular uh, distances in the country when it comes to running. So while we're seeing healthy numbers in the marathon, again, uh, fortunately, uh, we've got a number of other events that are also doing very well that, you know, partly in why you see, you know, there's 20 or 25 5K events every weekend sure. in the market because those typically don't take as long to train for and they're not as hard on your body and yeah. a lot of those are accompanied by some kind of party or mm-hmm. you know drinking a couple of beers or something afterwards <laughs> right. so it's a little easier but <laughs> right. um which is still funny to me because back in the day when i was running the thought of me actually having a beer or <laughs> eating anything after a half or a full marathon was like non-existent, non-existent. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no way. And it's the, a lot it's the 20th anniversary right for the half marathon this year it is yeah we're excited um that it's the 20th anniversary we've got a lot of fun things planned around that um pacing's doing very well uh we're, it, it's most likely going to sell out in advance nice. nice so we're excited about that uh but yeah it, it's one of the many uh many uh new items that we've got coming up this year for december awesome and it's the second weekend of December, right? Yeah. So okay. we start on Friday, December the 8th okay. uh, with a Friday Night Lights Mile event. Nice. Uh, it's a unique two-lap Grand Prix style event around City Hall Plaza. Oh, cool. it's, it's a lot of fun. Under the lights, uh, there's rolling heats, running, walking, slow, fast, costume, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just a great way to kick off the weekend. And then Saturday, we get into more of our family day. So we'll have a 5K, a 10K. New this year, we're adding a walking component. And then we'll have a variety of kids races, which is also going to include the Encore Kids Race, which is also celebrating its 20th anniversary. Nice. Uh, that we'll host about 6,000 kids for that too. So wow. lots going on on Saturday. And then of course, Sunday, December the 10th, is more of our Super Bowl, if you will, <laughs> with the half, the full, the ultra, and a couple of relay events. Cool. What's the ultra? I'm just curious. Yeah, ultra. It, so ultras vary. It's <laughs> Sounds ours scary. Is, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about well, anyone else. <laughs> we only get about 300 takers a year. So okay. um, it, it's a it's a 50K. Uh, ultra marathon can really mean anything over 26.2. So okay. you'll get varying distances. I mean, there are 100-mile ultra marathons out there if you really want to do something crazy. Uh, ours is obviously on pavement, so it's road. 50K, we started a few years ago, and um, it's done pretty good. I mean again it, it's a you know it's a different breed of runner because sure, you're yeah. out there for a lot longer and lord bless them yeah yeah those folks 50k is probably on the short short side of ultras for them but wow um you know again we're just trying to offer something for everybody and yeah, yeah. constantly looking at programming and see what would be most attractive to everybody that's cool so nice. quick question just kind of going off here the do y'all have much say in the route of it all like, is it mainly in the city or does <laughs> yeah, it go I've always wondered how along the Trinity? Like, how does, how does that work? The layout is... Yeah. So I laugh because um, we are debuting a new course this year, okay. which we are very okay. excited about. We will do this every few years as it is just because we do get so many return runners and we try to change it up a little bit. Sure. Um, there's a lot of history with our course going through, you know, uh, you know specific neighborhoods and uh, by different Dallas landmarks that people yeah. get used to and they have their own version of their own cheer parties or whatever out in their front yard. Um, this year, we've had to make some adjustments. 
um, you know, right or wrong, things happen, things change, whatever. Um, we ran into some uh, challenges with DART, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and trying not to close down the rail lines or uh, affect their bus routes on, especially Sunday morning, sure. you know, because our road closures go for anywhere from four to eight hours, depending on which part of the town you're talking, right? Because, yeah. you know, we have a six and a half hour time limit for the marathon, but um, we have also different checkpoints throughout mm-hmm. the race that you have to meet. But um, it forced us to start looking at other options and we had to make some adjustment adjustments. But uh, we actually feel like we got a really fun course this year. Um, it's We feel like it's faster. Uh, we've reduced some of the turns, uh, some of the hills, not all of them. We don't have a hilly course, but <laughs> right, right. Uh, folks think that, you know, we do specifically because of the south side of White Rock Lake. But, uh, you know, there's just no way around it. If, you, if you're going to go out to the lake, you've, you're going to have some decline and you're going to have some incline coming back sure. in downtown. But we've tried to eliminate as much as we can. Uh, it is going to have more downtown views and we're, we've incorporated like Clyde Warren Park and some other neat areas. So, nice. um, you know, just time to time things come up where we've got to take a hard look at it, but um, we think people are going to really enjoy it. And, um, you know, we think that uh, overall our average uh, finishing time will probably come down just a little bit. Nice. That's cool. I was Seriously. curious because, like, I can imagine that's a tricky area to kind of balance with everybody you're having to deal with. Well, and and to add to it, it is because you got to think about churches yeah. and you know mm. trying not to close off parking lots there, and then you've got other folks that you know we hear from people all the time that work on Sunday morning that might live downtown, and you know while we try to do a good job and get our message out as much as possible about road closures and traffic delays mm-hmm. and everything else, you can't get to everybody, so. Right you're always going to upset somebody. And so (laughs) uh, you're just trying to do your best to communicate that early on. And, you know, if you need to make some changes, then we, then we certainly look at that next year, you know, the following year, but uh, developing a course is never easy. (laughs) And um, yeah, something that it's, it's taken a better part of the year for us to, to do. Nice. Yeah. I was definitely one of those angry residents one time. I remember (laughs) I was ready to go get breakfast Sunday morning and the roads were closed. And I was like, seriously, today's the day you guys choose to do this? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, but no, I I can see how how tough that is. I mean, and like you said, getting the message out. I mean, unless you're watching the news, I don't really see how else you can get a message like that out to everybody in the community. Right. Yeah. It's really challenging. Um, you know, fortunately we've, we have been in the market now for 52 years. So, you know, there's a fair amount of people that know about us, Mm -hmm. even if they haven't participated, they've got a friend or family member, a coworker. Um, so hopefully the fact that we've kept the event on the second weekend of December for so many years is starting to, you know, resonate with folks. And, you know, I know it's a challenge for new people moving in, but, um, yeah, it's, Unfortunately, whenever you have a major event that that spans 26 miles, there's always going to be some uh, some angry people. Yeah, it's inevitable. Unfortunately, I actually know two friends who are are running the marathon, so it's pretty cool. I told them that we were sitting down with you, and they were like, "Wow, that's really awesome for you guys. Congrats!" Oh well, we appreciate uh, that. We look so yeah, to they're they're looking to forward to it. They're starting their whole uh, training process as well. So I was like, "Good luck." He was like, "I got to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to start my run. Got to run a couple miles." I'm like, "Oh yeah." 
You do you. I'm going to sleep in. Whatever. That's, that's totally hey, you know what? This is why I was saying we've got plenty of other events. We've got yep, yep. a one mile. Right. We've got a 5K. The, we've got the relay walks. events. You're getting you, me with the walks. You guys can I do can a two-person half relay. How about yeah, that? Yeah, oh, true. I can do that. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Um, so it's, I was kind of looking through the history of, of the marathon. started in White Rock um, and was also in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you guys are doing it in December. Do you know why that happened? Well, I don't know the exact reason. Um, Marcus on our team would probably know the specific answer, but um, it started in 1971 um, in the springtime period. And, and I don't know. It, it, I don't know if it was weather-related or what. I mean, it started off obviously very small. I mean, we had 81 runners that very first year, and 1976 is when it officially moved from the spring to the fall, and, and it's been there ever since, So, or, yeah, early winter. Um, you know, it could have been for a variety of reasons, whether it was weather or uh, various road closures or, you know, there's other longtime event staples in this mm-hmm. area, the Turkey Trot, some other events mm-hmm. that, you know, had maybe had something to do with it. But, I mean, if you look at the overall marathon calendar in the state of Texas, most of them are in the winter time period anyway. Mm-hmm. You've got Houston in January. You've got Fort Worth and Austin in February. So everybody kind of bunches in during that time period because – Typically, most runners like it to be cool to cold sure. uh, when they're running, you know, long sense. distances. Yeah, and you purposely overlap like that because people had been training so they can kind of double dip here and there because it is so, kind of close to the turkey trot, like you're mentioning. Yeah, and, and folks will use like the turkey trot as a training run. Okay. Uh, okay. The Dallas Running Club has a half in early November that people will use as kind of a gauge to see where they're at for okay. December. That makes sense. You know, there's the Chicago Marathon and. October, there's the New York City Marathon in November. People get injured. They have other scheduling conflicts, so then they may need to find another option. And so sometimes they'll look at us late, um, just depending on kind of what how their um, their uh, training schedule is going. But yeah, I mean, you know, we we realize that you know we're not going to get somebody to run our marathon every year. But you know, maybe one year you run the marathon, and then next year if you're going to go down and run Houston or Austin you join us for the 10k or the half as a as a way to to build and get some of that race day exposure cuz that's hard to replicate in training so you you certainly need to uh go out and do some races before you do your actual race so you kind of understand what all that adrenaline feels like and just make sure your body's reacting to your nutrition right and all that kind of good stuff but makes sense. um yeah just you know we've got 12 events now and just hoping that we offer enough variety that people will look at us more than just, okay, I've already done that marathon. I'm going to check that box. Mm-hmm. I believe it was around 97 is when you guys started to work with some charities. Can you talk about some of the charities that you guys work with and how they get involved and how, you know, just how you guys collaborate with each other? Sure. Yeah, I'll point out two. Um, you're referring to Scottish Right for Children in 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were brought on as our uh, primary beneficiary and uh, we, we love everyone there. They do such great work. Um, since 97, uh, the Dallas White Rock Marathon has donated over $4 million to uh, wow. their hospital. Amazing. Um, we continue to work with them and expand our partnership and our relationship. Uh, they are the primary beneficiary of the BMW Dallas Marathon Festival and um, hope we can continue our great relationship with them for many years to come, especially now that they're building additional facilities. Uh, one's already built in Frisco, but potentially more in the future. But mm. 
Uh, that's one. Uh, the second uh, organization is DISD. Uh, as I mentioned oh, earlier, nice. uh, Encore Kids Race is celebrating its 20th anniversary. Uh, that event was started uh, by former Dallas Mayor Laura Miller okay. uh, as an initiative for uh, kids to be active and to really kind of combat the obesity crisis that was going on with amongst the youth at the time. And um, it started out as an opportunity for DISD elementary, middle, and high school students to participate free of charge, uh, many of whom have never participated in an event like this for a variety of reasons, uh, whether it be because it was an underserved area or just they weren't ever introduced to this type of sport at an early age. Uh, but since then, we've opened it up. It's really to any student uh, in the DFW Metroplex that wants to come out, take part in a one- or two-mile event. Uh, they get the shirt, the medal, food and beverage. They get to run under the grandioso start line. So it's a pretty exciting uh, moment for these kids, but uh, it's another great organization, DISD, that we've worked with for a number of years and uh, look forward to continuing doing some great things with them ahead. Nice. Love that. Love that. On the contrary, how, how can people support... Y'all's nonprofit, y'all's initiative, y'all's festival. Like, what are some things that they can do? So, of course, first and foremost, if you participate in some format, whether that's whether you want to uh, register to run or you want to volunteer, um, our event benefits Scottish Rite. All the proceeds will go to Scottish Rite. Uh, in addition, Scottish Rite also has patient champions and two junior race directors that they identify through uh, their patients that will come out and be a part of race weekend. That's awesome. They get to, you know, help start the race, hold the finish line tapes, put medals around people's necks. Uh, This year, they're going to come out to some of our fall fun run events and have a little bit greater of a presence there. Um, But we have different fundraising opportunities aside from registering that if you wish to support Scottish Rite on behalf of one of these patient champions, you'll have the ability to do so. Um, in the coming weeks, we'll be sharing some information uh, through our media channels on how people can do that. But yeah, um, yeah always um, you know, open to um, partnering with groups that want to support Scottish Rite. And um, you know, you know, even looking back in the past, we've done a variety of different uh, one-off events, whether it was through um, you know test drives at BMW dealerships where people could make a donation or we used to do promotions where it was like the last man or the last woman running where, you know, they would raise a dollar for every person they passed in the race. And mm. a lot of little things that we'll, we'll look at doing uh, moving forward. But, um, yeah, it all uh, benefits a great cause and yeah. looking forward to working with those folks. Awesome. Nice. Seems like y'all got numerous, countless ways that you can just give opportunity for people to give back. I love that. always want to highlight that. So thank you all for the good work in that area. Yeah, so you you mentioned this a little bit, but can you kind of explain Run Dallas, Dallas White Rock, BMW, what how does all of that work with in its umbrella? So, like 2018, we were starting to look at, you know, obviously the the calendar as a whole and adding different events and expanding our programming. And so during that time, we started adding events such as we did a a corporate 5k event down in Trinity Groves. We did a uh, July 4th event down at Clyde Warren, and we really needed um, a place to kind of house all of these different events so that we weren't necessarily always sending people to, 
you know, DallasMarathon.com or BMWDallasMarathon.com uh, at the time. And so um, we we had a, a president uh, on our staff who was formerly with uh, Run Disney, and he brought a lot of his uh, ideas and strategies uh, to our event. And so um, he had kind of helped kind of come up with this concept as, you know, we need an overarching umbrella to have all of these events sort of live beneath. And so mm-hmm. we, you know, for, um, we kind of looked at a number of different names and, you know, really just kind of kept it simple and, and landed on Run Dallas. And um, that's now been with us for a few years now. Uh, unfortunately, like most with the pandemic, we had to make some adjustments and changes. And so some of our smaller events we've kind of put on hold for the moment. Mm-hmm. And so currently we're just operating our marquee event uh, in December, uh, but look to add some new events in the future. Um, not necessarily the same events that we were operating previously, but uh, still looking at what that might look like. But um, at least, you know, with, with Run Dallas, we're really trying to promote that as really more of the, the overarching brand, kind of the DBA, if you will. And so, um, Hence, you know, rundallas.com now is is where we're funneling all of the Dallas Marathon information, and at some point, it'll also house uh, our new events that we we look to add. Okay, Very cool, cool, and total t- totally not biased here, but love the poster, <laughs> yeah. love the uh, love the poster for the BMW race, not because there's a red Pegasus on there at no, the bottom right front yeah. and center, yeah, no, 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 yeah of course so not, not, not biased, but love the poster. <laughs> well, we appreciate that, and I'm gonna give a shout out to Matchbox. Um, down in Deep Ellum, uh, they do great work. We've they've been our creative design team since 2001. Uh, they do a lot of work with uh, the state fair, and and um, oh, nice. that was their sort of um, design and 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 brainchild, if you will. I yeah. mean, they they <laughs> have come up with so many great uh, looks over the last couple of years, and um, we always start big with a poster, and then from there we'll take different elements for the metals or for the shirts or heat sheets or any of the other amenities. So yeah. uh, we're pretty excited about this, uh, this year's poster. It should be pretty I mean, neat. Not to mention that your just overall brand has the Pegasus on it. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, true. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's, it's always had, even over the years, whether we were the Dallas marathon, Dallas white rock marathon. Yeah. Um, it's always had a place within our event. Obviously that's a uh, kind of the, I don't know if you would say it's the unofficial logo of yeah, Dallas, yeah, but sure, yeah. um, mascot, it's something yeah. that we've um, certainly embraced, you know, embraced and, yeah. and it's been a part of our logo, and if not logo, somewhere in our marks uh, over the years. So it's, uh, um, and even out, you know, it's still obviously sitting outside our host hotel down downtown yeah. outside the Omni. So yeah, um, yeah it, it's something that even as we look to rebrand in the future, it's still a mark that we're going to, uh, keep and 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 try to um, you know continue to use. Yeah, yep. It's timeless. Shameless plug here. Episode oh, yeah. one for any new listeners. Episode one, we kind of go into the history of the Red Pegasus. Yeah, the whole you know, story. There you go. Just, yeah, yeah. just gonna leave that there. Yep. Uh, so you mentioned COVID and how uh, can you kind of like talk about how that affected the the marathon and when you guys picked back up? Did did that get in the way of this being the fifty first? 52nd. This year's 52nd. So we, um, it was an interesting couple of years, like sure. it was for everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, we were celebrating our 50th anniversary uh, that year in 2020 when it was, when, when the pandemic hit. Uh, given 
that it was the 50th. We didn't want to cancel. If anything, right. we were going to postpone, but we weren't going to cancel. Um, I felt like we, as an organization, did a great job coming out in advance with a contingency plan on the front side of things. And we, we didn't panic. We, you know, had some options for folks to still participate in some form or another. I mean, things were changing, obviously. People were, you know, uh, staying home and, and not, you know, going out to special events, which, you know, would significantly hurt us. But we were kind of on the front side of hosting virtual events. Mm-hmm. Now people don't really want anything to do with virtual events because <laughs> everybody was offering virtual at that same time, and you just don't get the same. It's hard. Well, let me say this. It's hard to provide the same value for a virtual event than you yeah. do an in-person event. Yeah. Um, but we were on the front side of that knowing that there were a lot of people that don't live in the Dallas area anymore that would probably want to celebrate the 50th in some form or fashion, folks that ran back in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. So we were already going to offer a virtual event anyway, even mm-hmm. before the pandemic started. And as I was mentioning earlier, we paused some of the smaller events that we were just starting to get going and decided to strictly just focus on the marquee event in December. And, you know, of course, um, we weren't able to host in December. It just wasn't the right time. But uh, we were fortunately able to, to talk with the city of Dallas and come up with some backup dates. First, that was going to be in the spring. Uh, I believe we were looking at like a, I think it was like late April, early May. It might have been the first weekend of May. The city of Dallas gave us the green light on. And then once you know, a few more months went by, we determined, okay, I don't think the city and the market's really ready to come out and join in an event like this. Cause we were also having to, we were really struggling with like, okay, do we really want people coming down here in masks and gloves and <laughs> having their temperature checked when they get in corrals? I mean, right. that's not a great experience. Yeah. I mean, I know it was the way of the world at the time, but sure. that's really not what we were trying to market and really try to show people that hey you know come be a part of our event this is what you get to do so we just felt like until we could offer the experience in what we would deem a normal fashion uh or you know an elevated experience we weren't going to do it in person and so we decided to uh postpone once again and so we ended up celebrating our 50th in december of 21 Okay. So 2020, we were kind of dormant. We did host a couple of virtual events where we would send somebody a shirt and a medal and they could track their run in their neighborhood or cool. local trail. But, um, you know, people got tired of virtual events pretty quickly because everybody <laughs> had to do them. So true. <laughs> and yeah. people were still being charged a fair amount of money for them. And, and just it's just hard yeah. to show value there. And, yeah. and, you know, since that year, we haven't provided virtual events. Um, and I don't envision us doing that anytime soon because again we we would prefer people to come down and join us in person Mm -hmm. because you just can't replicate that experience at home right what a time you're just glad we passed it i know (laughs) for the most part yeah Yeah. Yeah. we'll see (laughs) um you did mention they did stop some of the smaller events the pandemic stopping the smaller events but you also mentioned some of the fall fun runs coming up can we just dive into some of those maybe you give you some time to promote some of the things that are happening outside of the big event in December. Sure. Thank you. No, we, um, we have a a series of what we call the BMW fall fun runs that take place on consecutive Thursdays. They're actually going to start next Thursday, October the 5th in Fort Worth. 
when we brought on BMW as a title partner in 2016, uh, this was a, a key part of the deal in order for them to be able to provide the five DFW BMW dealers an opportunity to have sole ownership of one event within the calendar year. Yes, they're all going to come together and support the main weekend, marathon weekend in December, mm -hmm. uh, but this was an, a, an opportunity to come out to their area um, where they're all located is not necessarily conducive for a 5k. They're along, you know, major highways or whatever. So we try to find nearby parks or other locations to do these. They're small 500 person events. Uh, we have actually opened this up over the years to all of our partners to come out and provide samples. We'll have a DJ out there, three mile run, uh, some additional giveaways. Um, and really over the years, we've also to encourage participation, um, we've actually made these events free of charge for anybody that is running in December. So you nice. can come out, just enjoy a Thursday night social run, yeah, cool. uh, meet some of your fellow runners and, you know, really just kind of uh, come out and talk December and get ready for race weekend. So, yeah. uh, we're getting ready to do those again and, um, something we'll, we'll do every year. In the fall. awesome. Every Thursday coming up. In it, yeah. I say yeah. it's like a traveling circus. We, yeah. we, this basically pack up everything and just go from one location to the to the next but nice. uh, they're a lot of work but they're a lot of fun and like yeah. i said they, they only host up to 500 so it's a little bit smaller of a crowd and okay. um but we've had some great feedback on them and um i think people enjoy the fact that you know we get out from dallas a little bit yeah and go to other communities plano grapevine yeah. grand prairie etc so a lot awesome. of different options yeah and did you sorry did you say where people can find these locations yeah, so everything is at rundallas.com, okay. uh, whether it's December race weekend or these fall fun runs. Uh, anybody that's registered automatically gets an email with information on where to sign up for the fall fun runs and their comp code and all that good stuff. But uh, it's a small fee for anybody that's not uh, registered, uh, but we highly encourage everyone to come out get you a, a free t-shirt some food and beverage and just enjoy a nice thursday night this is the run where you can drink a beer at right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah very nice cool come on out uh so registration did open is there a closing date is there a day they need to hit it by or does it go all the way up to the date so it kind of depends uh okay. we are pacing very well this year um you know we've got so many great things going on this year with the 20th anniversary of the half uh, we started a new initiative that all kids 14 and under can participate for free in any individual oh, events. Nice. We've added walking events. Uh, we've got a new course. We've got a number of things that um, we are very excited about that have been very well received so far. Uh, so we're pacing very well. Uh, at, we're, we're definitely ahead of where we were this time last year. Nice. Um, Congrats. Yes, you can register even at the expo on race weekend. Okay. Um, if space allows right and i say if because we will probably have a number of our events sell out this year okay which is a good thing yeah um it, you know we uh, are taking a, a strong look at that weekly uh and we'll definitely make folks known either through our social channels or email or website but um you know we've got 12 events and and definitely encourage early registration if someone really wants to participate this year uh, because there will be a few events that most likely will sell out and that could happen as early as you know mid to late november okay wow that's good news congrats thank you glad everything's uh looking up for you guys yeah jason you mentioned a encore kids race coming up is there something like a 
something more specific leading up to that or anything coming up down the pipeline? Yeah, so very excited about this Friday. Um, we have our kickoff event going on at Charles Rice Learning Center uh, in Dallas. Uh, each year, uh, we will select one DISD school where we will go out and provide kind of a field day activity. Uh, all special thanks to all of our partners, uh, most notably Encore, uh, who will come out, bring their employees, and, and set up a fun activity for the kids. Um, this year, we've got all of the sports teams bringing out their mascots. Nice. Uh, Dallas PD, Dallas Fire and Rescue. Uh, we'll have their vehicles on site for the kids to play with uh, and have a good time. Uh, Radio Disney tunes going on. It's just a fun afternoon for the kids. But one thing we're really excited about this year is for the first time ever in doing this uh, through our partnerships um, with Chewbacca, we are actually providing all 450 students at this school a free pair of shoes. Wow. And we've done this in the past and it's always obviously been very well received except that it's usually just been for one specific classroom and we've mm -hmm. always felt bad that the yeah. other kids weren't getting shoes and yeah. you know, hey, why did they choose that class and not ours? But um, we, as we look to expand the overall Encore Kids race, we're growing it to 6,000 this year. And um, like I mentioned earlier, it was founded by former Dallas Mayor Laura Miller. She's back on our board, and she has uh, future plans to help grow it as, as high as 10,000 kids. I mean, it, it's already one of the largest of its kind uh, events in the country. Hmm. But it, it's events like this that kind of kick it off that really kind of – get the kids excited. Uh, we're gonna start doing some training programs for them on Saturday uh, with their PE teachers and whatnot. But um, yeah, really excited for this Friday and um, look forward to seeing the smiles on the kids' faces when they all get to go home with a new pair of shoes. Uh, yeah, that should nice. be a fun moment. <laughs> yes, awesome. Again, thank y'all just for that incredible work y'all are doing to encourage and equip kids to take part in health and fitness. It's awesome, Jason. Um, so. A segment that we like to do when we have people on is kind of like talk about their favorite thing about Dallas, but we kind of like to switch it up with our guests if they're in a specific, you know, area. Uh, with you being a sports guy and you also participating in, in marathons and stuff like that, where's your favorite place to run? Like mm. whenever you're just going out for a jog or whenever you're trying to prepare for something, what's a, what's a nice uh, course path, I guess, that you uh, like to take? So it's changed over the years. Um, you know, obviously the 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 mecca of running in this area is, is White Rock Lake. I mean, mm. yeah, <laughs> you know, every Saturday or Sunday you're going to just see hundreds, if not thousands, of people running, walking, cycling, etc. And uh, spent so many, so many early mornings out there, either solo or with the running group. And um, it's a great place to run, especially early in the morning before it gets busy, uh, especially on a nice cool calm morning where you've got the lake yeah. as a backdrop so yeah. it's hard to beat white rock lake um i live pretty far north now i'm in salina so uh it's not really realistic for me to come down to white rock <laughs> lake and run um years ago when i was living in uptown uh katie trail was also great um you know obviously that little trail can get crowded at times so yeah. if you're trying to do a serious run i'd, I'd probably have tried to avoid it but uh, from a social aspect, that's a great little area to go to, and it's easy to get to. Uh, but right now, you know, um, I, I try to run as much as I can. I'm not running nearly as much as I used to. I've, I've also got a four-year-old at the house, so got a lot of uh, other um, good distractions and things that kind of <laughs> keep me from 
you know, running as much as I'd like or working out, if you want to say. But I can uh, right now, uh, out in Salina, there's a lot of farmland, and um, it's pretty quiet. I mean, it's growing, but yeah. there's still some pretty neat areas. So I would say right now is just enjoying getting out on some of those backcountry roads and uh, just kind of enjoying running past some farms and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. It's like I picture yeah. Rocky back in the Rocky movies running through the countryside. You know, now, now that's Jason, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's no, great. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, man, I just love the impact y'all are doing. Just equipping and empowering and encouraging adults and, and even children to, to take part in pursuing and, and prioritizing health and fitness. Um, it's been a pleasure just to have you take part in this. Is there anything else you wanted to mention in the meantime or anything else you want to promote or whatever else the the space and the floor is yours no i appreciate that no i i I really want to say thanks for having me on uh it's been great to meet you both and 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 do this podcast with you guys um as i was mentioning you know we're really gearing up for a a great december and um you know would would really uh, like to welcome any and all that want to come out and participate in whatever manner that is whether it's to actually run or walk or volunteer uh we do um you know, our event requires over 2,500 volunteers to successfully carry out race weekend. So okay. uh, there's a number of ways that people can get involved, but um, we really appreciate everyone's support and are looking forward to a great December. Yeah. it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, it was a fun conversation and um, I don't know. I might see us uh, there in December. I yeah, don't know. We'll maybe. see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm going to check uh, back in with you guys here. Yeah. Soon. yeah. We'll come flying through. <laughs>